morning, everyone. Good to see you again. It's a pleasure to see you. Um, it's been a great service so far. You can tell the Holy Spirit is really present. He, he really is present. And um, I like that testimony that Tashina gave about the person who was dying and they saw he knew before he died that he was going. And it is so true. You actually are able to see the other side before you take that last breath, you know? And so it is something to look forward to. Nobody wants to die, <laughs> right? But, you know, it is something to look forward to. But death has always intrigued me for some reason. You know, a person just, which is one moment and the next person, the next moment the person is gone. And you wonder, where is that person? The body lies there, but no life in it, you know? And so it does always intrigue me like that. Um, but it, it, it awaits us all, all. Um, this morning um, about Kenya. Yeah, Sister Eva sent me some pictures also. I saw them. And um, the, the money, the finance to buy the pipes and things like that is going to come. I know it's going to come because already I'm asking my office, the people at my office to donate. And I've had a few people say that, yes, they will. So I have to go back to them and get that money so I can send it. And Sister Eva can get the pipe run to the church so that people can have water without carrying water in the 21st century and you back your head to, 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 to places. You know, it does not make no sense. So that will be done. So we just have to continue praying for them that the Lord will sustain them and keep them and the journey that he has them on until it is completed. It is completed. Um, so let's pray. Father, I thank you again for the privilege that you have given me once again to present your awesome, awesome word to your people. Father, I ask that their hearts will be opened to your word and that they will bear much fruit that you want them to bear. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen and amen. This morning I have the privilege of bringing the word. It, I wasn't supposed to preach this morning, actually. I, was, I asked a minister, a friend of mine, to preach this morning, but I was at work and I, you know, the privilege I have at work, I can always open my Bible and my desk and read it as long as I'm not busy, okay? So I opened the Bible and I was reading because, you know, every Monday we have Acts of the Apostle. We are going through that book. And so I'm reading chapter 20, just going through it and highlighting certain things. And But before I did that, I called my friend, a good friend of mine, and asked him to preach this Sunday. And he says, yes, he would. So um, after I finished talking to him, I went back reading the Bible, the scripture, and I'm reading, and something jumped out at me. It jumped out at me, and I said, but... So I called him, and I said, you know what? Cancel that. Don't preach. I will. I will preach this morning, because I think the Lord wants me to bring this message to his people. So I will do it. So he says, okay. I told him I'll reschedule him another time. <laughs> All right. But the Holy Spirit 
work in such a mysterious ways and you have to you have to learn to detect and to to detect his voice when he speaks because it's just a soft voice but you much must be able to detect it when he speaks and go along with it and so this morning the message i'm about to bring to you it is coming from the throne room it is coming from the holy spirit to you to you and the title of the message is none of these things move me none of these things dissuade me and you ask a question we all have to ask a question what is it that would dissuade us from following christ what could take place in our life that would stop us from following Christ. I remember Oral Roberts told a story of this gentleman, evangelist, a true story. He was in England, he preached all over, and he was in England preaching evangelistic crusade. When he got the news that there was a car accident in the States with his wife and kids, and they died. When he got the news, he already came back to the States, totally devastated and out of control. And he decided that he, he couldn't preach the gospel anymore. He just could. Why would God allow such thing to take place with his family? So he stopped preaching and doing his own thing and oh Robert said he met him and when he met him he was so sorrowful and he said to him come to my office tomorrow and come and see me so the gentleman came to his office and oh Robert said to him you will never get over this grief until you go on your knees lift your hand and praise God and give him thanks. You'll never be able to get over it. And a gentleman turned to Ouroboros and he says, what do you mean? What is there to praise God about? He took my family. What is there? And he left the office. And after he left the office, a few days went by and a gentleman decided that He's just going to do it. And he went on his knees and he lifted his arms and he started praising God and thanking him. And he said, when he did that, it was like a burden lifted off his shoulder. A burden lifted off his shoulder. And he went back to preaching the gospel. There are things that if we are not careful, will dissuade us from following Christ. It takes commitment, solid commitment to remain with Christ Jesus and to accomplish his purpose and his will for our life. It takes that commitment. My, the, 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 um, my, the mother of my two kids, some of you may know, she died recently um, in January actually. 
she came down with pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. And it was so quick, came down with it in December, and by January, she was gone. And while she was in the hospital with a lot of pain, you know, her dad went to visit her and or all her family members and my, my two kids. And one day her dad was in, the, in his bedroom and his other daughter heard him praying. And he said to the Lord, Lord, take me instead. Leave my daughter, take me instead. I have lived my life. She has her life to live. Just take me. But you know, the Lord is not an emotional God. He doesn't work off emotion. And so the Lord decided to take her home. So she died and it went like that because God's will will be done. We don't always understand why God does the things that he do, but he's God, he's Lord, he's sovereign ruler. That's what he is. And so this morning, I just felt the need, the Lord telling me to present this word to you, that the Christian journey requires solid commitment. Solid commitment. And if you don't have this commitment, you can't last. You can't last. In Acts chapter 20, verse 22 to 24, and it won't be long. We're studying the book of Acts, as I told you, and we're in chapter 20 coming this week. And it's been an interesting book, very interesting book. It's a book that I've studied, seems like I've studied it all my life. From high school to college to seminary, I've been studying this book. And this is, all, this is the book that led me to truly live for the Lord and take, took me to the place where I am right now. Because it was by reading this book, studying this book, that I realized that the Lord wanted me to preach his word and to teach his word just by studying this book. I remember taking it in high school, as I, told, I think I told you one already. I took it in high school in GC was this one of the subjects I took. And when the examination result came out and I looked at it, I got an A plus from this book, Acts of the Apostle. So the Lord had been using me to show me that this is what your journey will be. You will preach my word, you will teach my word. And so this morning, we're going to look at Acts chapter 20, verse 22. Start from there. Well, well, let's start a little earlier, up, further up, by 17, I think. Okay? Let's start there, 17. It's a marvelous, marvelous chapter, and we just need to look into it slowly. All right? I don't know if I'm going to preach or teach, but I'm going to do something. Okay? <laughs> Paul was in Ephesus. He spent most of his time in Ephesus. They said like three years in Ephesus, teaching the disciples there and going to the synagogues and different homes and going through the, 
trials and the tribulation that he went through. Then he left Ephesus and decided to go to, his, his final destination was Rome, but he had to go to Jerusalem. He had to be in Jerusalem for the Passover. So he, Paul had decided to sail by, by Ephesus. That is, I'm in chapter 20, verse 16. Okay, start there. Paul had decided to sail by Ephesus to avoid spending time in Asia, for he was hurrying so he could be in, a, in Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of the Pentecost. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus. They said Miletus and Ephesus is like 35 miles away. For the elders of the church, when they came to him, he said to them, you know how I have always lived among you from the first day I came to Asia. Serving the Lord with all humility and with many tears and trials, which befell me through the plots of the Jews. I did not keep from, this, from declaring what was beneficial to you and teaching you publicly and from house to house testifying both to Jews and Greek of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, compelled by the Spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what shall befall me there, except that the Holy Spirit testified to me in every city that imprisonment and affliction awaits me. But none of these things deter me, nor do I count my life of value to myself, so that I may joyfully finish my course and the ministry which I have received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of grace. Now I know that all you, but that I know that all you among whom I went proclaiming the kingdom of God will see my face no more. We stop there. This is a profound statement that Paul is making. Very profound statement. The Holy Spirit is compelling him Compelling by the Holy Spirit to go to Jerusalem. But at the same time, the same Spirit is telling him that danger is ahead. Imprisonment and affliction is ahead of you. Now, the Holy Spirit is telling him to go, but he's saying, listen, you have a choice. You have a choice here. Because affliction and imprisonment awaits you. Paul could have said at that point, I'd rather not go. I'd rather not go. You see, the choice is always before us. The Lord always give us the opportunity to make the choice. When you work for the Lord, 
you take risk. You take risk. And Paul was willing to take the risk. The Holy Spirit compel him and at the same time tell him that there's danger ahead. Are you willing to take the risk? Are you willing? And right up front, I'm going to ask the question to all of us online. Are you willing to take that risk for your Savior, for your Master, for your Lord? Are you willing to take the risk of opening your mouth and share the gospel with people who you think may want to stone you or beat you? Are you willing to take that risk at your workplace to open your mouth and tell somebody about the gospel, the good news of the gospel? Paul was willing. Paul says, yes, I will take it. They begged him. The disciples begged him not to go. The prophet Agabus in chapter 21 took off Paul's belt. And he says, the man who wears this belt will be imprisoned and be beaten. And Paul says, I don't care. I don't care. I will take the risk for my master because I know the reward ahead. Are we willing to take that risk? We live in a world where the truth is an offense. The truth is an offense. If you go in Union Square right now, where I live, and preach the gospel, and preach that homosexuality is a sin like anything else, most likely they will stone you or beat you. But it's a risk you must take. But if you value your life above Christ Jesus and his mission, you won't take that risk. You will live in the comfort of your, of your home. You'll drive your big car and not wear your nice clothes, but you're not going to take the risk of going out there, of going overseas where they are persecuting Christians to bring God's word to his people. There's always a risk involved. I remember this minister said to me once, he said, if you're not willing to die for the gospel, don't preach it. Don't preach it. What is it that Paul had that we don't have? What is it that Paul had within him that today that we don't have? The same spirit that was in Paul, the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the spirit that lies in us, that we cry, Abba, Father, is the same spirit that is in us. Paul is no different from us. 
but he saw the reality of what Christ was preaching. You have to remember where Paul is coming from. When Ananias, when Ananias went to the Lord and said, Lord, we have heard about this man. Oh, he has persecuted the Christians. In other words, I'm afraid. And the Lord says, go your way. I have chosen Paul to bring my word to the Gentiles and the Jews. And I will show him what it is to suffer for me. Are you willing to suffer for Christ? He did it for us. All morning we have been talking about it. He suffered for us. Are we willing to take the risk for him? Are we willing? These are questions we must ask ourselves. Then it comes to verse, verse 24. But none of these things deter me. None of these things dissuade me. Even though I know that I'll be imprisoned and be beaten, it will not stop me. It will not stop me so that I may joyfully finish my course and the ministry which I have received from the Lord. He had to finish his course. That was his goal. I must finish my course. Are you willing to finish your course? Do you have that commitment to run the race? Are you willing to bite the bullet? Christ is depending on you and I to run the race to the end. He's depending on you and I. He's depending on Donald, Rifa, Tashina, Ruth, Stephen, everybody on this line. He's depending, he's calling your name. He's compelling you. He's telling you to go. Go and do what I've called you to do. Don't live for this world only. Don't give all your attention to this world. Go. And many of us, we said, Lord, I'm not willing to take the risk. I'm comfortable where I am. I don't want to go. It's going to too, it's too risky. It, the discomfort I can't deal with. Let, let, let me just stay in North America where, where it's comfortable. Where, where, where I'm not at risk. I don't want to go. And you know what? He's not going to force you. He's not going to force you. He's not going to force you. Paul could have said, no, I'm not taking the risk. 
but because Paul knew how important it is that there is something worse than death. He knows that there is something worse than death. You know what it is? For a person to live apart from Christ. He knew. So he had to bring the gospel to the Jews and the Gentiles. He had to. And I'm saying to you this morning, what will it take? What will it take for you to say, I will take the risk for my master because he bore the pain and the, the cross for me? I will take it for him. He's calling us this morning. From the service started this morning, he has been calling us. Go, go. Sister Eva and the group in Kenya, they are fulfilling their call. They are running the race. Because there's a reward for every single one of us. There's a reward awaiting us. I know it is. The Great Commission is not just for Paul, Silas, and Peter, and James. The Great Commission is for you and I. It's for you and I. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all the things that I've taught you. And we are afraid to open our mouth at the workplace to tell someone about Christ who needs him desperately. We're afraid. Paul wasn't. Paul wasn't. And that is why today we have the gospel. Because of what they went through. The persecution. The death that they went through to bring the gospel to us. And it is now our responsibility, our duty to carry on the Great Commission. Paul says, nor do I count my life of any value to myself so that I may joyfully finish my course and the ministry which I have received from the Lord to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Where are you? Where are you this morning? Are you willing? Are you willing to go wherever he sent you? Wherever he's sending you, are you willing to go? Or do you want to hold on to the comfort of this world? Where are you? Are you totally surrendered? Is he your Lord? Is he your supreme ruler? I'm not just preaching this for preaching's sake. This is a serious commitment. Serious commitment. When I went to Kenya last year, because God wanted me to go, he wanted me to go. He says, Donald, go. There are souls there for you to win. Go. And when I went, I realized why he provided all he provided for me to go. Because he wanted me. 
There are things there that only I could have done. The same with you. We are his body. We are his hands and his feet. And he must use us to accomplish his work. He has to. He's the head, we are the body. Paul was able to finish the course because his spirit prompted him to do it. Compelled him, the scripture says, to go. Don't look at the problems ahead of you. Just go. I will take care of that. So what he was actually doing was telling the leaders of, of, of Ephesus, the elders that he called together, to listen, I have been through all of this. This is how I handle it. You are going to go through it also. I'm leaving you now. The wolves will come. Know that they will come. But you must go through this for Christ. That's what he was telling them. So I want you this morning to, to seriously think about your life and your Christian commitment. I want you to seriously stop and think about it. In Philippians, in Philippians chapter 2, and I, and I have to read it. It says, let this mind be in you all which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to, to be grasped for. You see what he's saying? Even though he was God, he was willing to let it go. Let it go. And come down and be a man like you and I so that he could save us from our sins. He was willing to let it go. Let go heaven, let go paradise. To come down, to fulfill his father's purpose. But he emptied himself. He emptied himself. Did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. But he entered himself, taking upon himself the form of a servant. <coughs> the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being formed in the form of a man, he humbled himself. And became obedient to death. Even death on a cross. Didn't Paul say that? He said, he said to the elders, you, you see how I live my life. I live my life before you with humility, with tears and trials. And became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. He got the reward. The reward is also there for you and I. 
The reward is there for you and I. Jesus got the reward for what he did. I am saying to us this morning, let us put aside the things that will deter us, the things that this will, would dissuade us from doing what Christ has called us to do, which is to share the grace, his grace to mankind. Share the light of the gospel to mankind. Use every opportunity you have to share it. I look for opportunity to share the gospel. I look for it. Even conversation. One lady came to me and she said, can I use a restroom? I said, there's no public restroom here in this, in this um, facility, but I'm going to allow you to use the staff restroom. In other words, I'm going to give you access. And I used my key and I gave her access to the staff restroom. When she came out, I said to her, do you realize what I did? She said, well, I said, I gave you access to the restroom. I said to her, do you have access to paradise? And she looked at me strange. Then I started explaining to her. You look for opportunity to present the gospel. Look for it. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Open your mouth. They need it. They need it. They need it. Souls must be one. And Paul, no, Paul knew that very well. Willing to give up his life. It didn't matter to him. He says, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. In Philippians. For him to live is Christ. He wanted to go, but he says, for your sake. I remain so I can teach you more. I can show you more. I can show you how to live this life. I am saying to Stephen, and I'm saying to Ruth, and I'm saying to everybody on this line, take your salvation seriously. And start winning souls. Start telling people about the gospel. Start telling people that there's a better life. There's a better way. They will come. Use the authority of the word and let them know. Yes. Before I close, I have one more scripture to, scripture to read to you. And I want you to listen to the scripture very carefully. Uh, you know it, but I'm going to read it to you. It's Matthew chapter 28. Let your Bible turn to it. And here it goes. I'll read it to you. Then the eleven disciples went away to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, 
all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Lord, of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. That's our job. That's our job. That is what he told us before he left. He says, go, go. I am with you. You're not going to do it alone. I am with you to help you to do it. That's what Paul knew. That's why he said, I'll go in the battlefield because my God is with me. I will be victorious because he's with me. Let's take our salvation seriously. The reward awaits every single one of us. He's not a God that he should lie. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again. Yeah. It's there waiting for us. It's waiting for me, Rifa, Stephen, Tanish, Tashina. Everybody is there waiting for. But you must take the risk. You must take the risk and bring others along with you. Bring others along with you. Whether it be your family member, your co-worker, whoever, bring others along with you. And I close with that this morning. I close with that. Father, I thank you for your precious word. Oh, Father, your word is so precious. It is so real. Help us to do your bidding. Help us not to grasp on this world, but to let it go. Let it go. Knowing that there's a better brighter future for us if only we'll take the risk take the risk and do as you command we thank you lord for being with us this morning we thank you holy spirit for your presence this was so real we thank you lord may your word find fruit find fertile soil this morning be with your people Bless them. Keep them going, Lord, when the going gets rough. Keep us going. Give us the resilience and the fortitude to continue to run this race to the end of our journey. It's in your son's name I pray. Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.